Welcome to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Finks. All right, we're back. Episode 78, correct? Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Kind of fucked myself up there. All right. Episode 78. Let's get right into it. For all of those who are um, privy to the t- chicken sandwich news that's been going on, <laughs> um, KFC came out with a, and it's weird, but it's a KFC donut chicken sandwich. It's two glazed donuts with a big juicy piece of fried chicken in the middle. Like, this has to be against the law. Like, you got glazed donuts that will kill you by themselves, and then you put a piece of fried chicken in the middle. Like, they should just call this shit the cardiac arrest special. <laughs> You're going to go into cardiac arrest eating this fucking shit, man. Yeah. But it to me, it's like, I, I think that we live in a world of extremes. And they seen that the craziness that went on with the chicken sandwich from Popeye's and then the chicken went away. And then uh, I don't know if anybody paid attention to what Jack in the Box did. You see what Jack in the Box did? No. They had like five patties on. They got like four pot- patties that they put on the, the chicken sandwich. Mm. They call it the real big chicken. Oh, yeah. I seen that meal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a combo, but you could add one extra. Like you keep adding patties up to like four or five. I could be wrong. It's but- cheap, too. It's cheap, so it's like like you you putting out this cheap processed chicken, and people are buying it, and it's like they're all like they're all gearing it towards the theme of a chicken sandwich, and now here come KFC jumping on the fucking the bandwagon, except they got a donut chicken sandwich. Like nobody's buying that shit. Well, I could be wrong. Actually. Yeah, somebody gonna buy that. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody going to buy it and they're going to be like, mommy, my chest hurts. <laughs> it's okay, baby. You're going to die a little bit, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> mommy, I'm dying. I just feel like now they're trying to serve us death. Yeah, they've been meal. doing that. Yeah. It's like they're just trying to find the most creative ways to kill us. And um, the latest addition to that is uh, a donut chicken sandwich. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised they didn't add sprinkles to that motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, sprinkles. You might as well add sprinkles, man. I don't know what you could do next. A jelly-filled? Oh, my God. That might be crazy. You bite it, and the goddamn jelly shoot out the back of the donut, so you got hot chicken and jelly all over your goddamn hands. What if it's the the jelly, like the lemon-filled jelly one? That's just the uh, lemon-fried chicken? And then it's the uh, lemon pepper chicken? If you try to sell me a lemon chicken, fucking, I'll beat your ass. (laughs) the fuck man this shit is fucked up i mean at least be creative i think that if you had like a honey like a homemade biscuit like a honey homemade biscuit Mm -hmm. with um uh the fried chicken who's the one that had i think kfc had the cinnabon uh by itself no they had like a cinnabon sandwich with with chicken on there or something like that. really they did huh yeah these motherfuckers ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to be a piece of shit to be like, you know what the people need? They need a Cinnabon chicken sandwich. That's what they need. Yeah. They need a motherfucking macaroni and cheese with chili uh, chili and cheese and bacon uh, <laughs> wrapped in a fucking ball and deep fried. Yeah. Like, you killing. You, like, what's next? Deep fried watermelon? What the fuck are these motherfuckers doing? <laughs> deep fried watermelon. You try to sell me deep fried watermelon. I'll beat your ass. <laughs> 
<laughs> Imagine when you go into KFC if they start selling deep fried watermelon. Like <laughs> as soon as you open, you know, you go into Seven Eleven, it's like boo doo. Yeah. You go in KFC, it's gonna be like niggers. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going in here. <laughs> what would really change the game is if um. One of these stores had the, the motherfucking sirens. Every time we start doing a podcast. Can you hear it? I don't think you I can, can hear it. People, I can hear it. And I know people can hear it. You mean when you listen back, you hear it? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just have a really good ear. Go ahead, Keith. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I mean, I can hear it live. Usually when we, when I play it back and I listen back, I don't be hearing it. Ah. Oh. But um, I was going to say when the what would really change the game is if they had the watermelon lemonade. Ooh, like Chick Fil A or that'd be good though. At Popeyes, at Popeyes oh yeah, that'd Amen. be good. That's yeah. actually creative. It's just a drink. That's yeah. cool. You never had it before. What watermelon lemonade? Uh, no, I had um, uh, pink lemonade or like. Oh, you missing out, bro? Nah, I haven't, I haven't had that. I made um, I had it once. I don't remember where I had it, but uh, I made some on my own once. It was it was pretty good. Mm-mm. It takes so long to make though, just because you have to like strain the 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 watermelon. Really? Like, the pulp? Yeah, you or? have to. I put it in a like a, a blender, uh-huh. and then you just get all the the basically the liquid out and uh-huh. remove all the you know the other stuff. Really? Yeah, and then you put the. What do you use to filter it? Like a coffee filter? Yeah. Uh, no, I I forget what it was. I don't know what it was, but it's just something with a little straining thing at the bottom. Oh wow! And I put all the. The, but it takes so long for the liquid to drip out of it because oh, cause it's thick. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of pussy juice. I mean, watermelon juice. <laughs> <laughs> watermelon. Oh man, yeah. But I, I, look, it's up to you guys. If you guys want to go out and eat a KFC donut, glazed donut, chicken sandwich, go ahead, right? But at the end of the day, it it's like you've had glazed donuts. You've had fried chicken sep- on separate occasions. It's not original. It, it, this is a huge fail by KFC, and they need their ass whooped for this shit. <laughs> I don't know who's at the head of their their department of like you know uh, coming up with these food ideas, but yeah. this guy needs to go back to the drawing board because he failed. You need to find a new guy. Yeah, yeah, that's not original, man. Find it's something probably- else. He probably getting paid seven figures to come up with yeah. donut chicken sandwiches. Yeah, let me come up with some ideas, man. Yeah, I have KFC, KFC popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sponsor the podcast, you yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> nah, we don't need that. Yeah, they can sponsor us. No, we need healthy sponsors. Stuff that we actually go. Man, give me that check. <laughs> nah, um, yeah, that's true. I, I wouldn't really want a sponsor. I didn't believe in. I can't buy any KFC. And then, then, you know, those steroid chickens they got in there. Mm-hmm. I seen the chicken breast so big. I was like, here, y'all could keep this, man. I don't know yeah. what the fuck you. This is like a. Got some, got some double D's. Yeah, this chicken got some Pamela Anderson titties, man. <laughs> Tell Pamela Anderson to stop playing around. <laughs> trying to make me eat her goddamn implants and shit. <laughs> yeah, but, but just, yeah. Uh, if you care about your health. Uh, and you do not want to die of cardiovascular disease, don't fuck with this shit and don't fuck with all this other shit that's been coming out because it's just a trap. And you, if you go back more than a few times a week to eat this, then I, ugh, ugh, it's, it's, it's garbage. Anyways, yeah. switching gears. You have to feel terrible after eating that. Well, you, you should. I mean, but some people, they enjoy killing themselves. People smoke cigarettes every motherfucking day. 
They smoke over a pack every day. So it's no a chicken sandwich is no different. If somebody right now that's eating a chicken sandwich is probably coming in their pants like, oh yeah, this chicken was good. <laughs> it's like you, you know, you never know, man. People yeah. are dying. Yeah. All right, switching gears. Uh, Takashi Six Nine. It's been a lot of conversations around Takashi Six Nine and the, his trial, and there's a lot of people that are chiming in about you know him snitching and how he's a snitch and this and that and the third, right? Making memes. Yeah, making all these memes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Okay, first and foremost, this is what I will say. I will say that some niggas make millions, other niggas make memes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Quoting J Cole. Um, but here's the thing this guy was basically looking for clout like i don't know how people really how people really expected him to be a real down street dude when you got rainbow colored hair and teeth and the six nine on your forehead you're doing all this for attention and for clout and you started to surround yourself with an entourage who was actually criminals and you end up getting criminal charges and you and you tell on them now let's be very clear the same people judging Takashi Six Nine are Takashi Six Nine. A lot of you motherfuckers be on the internet lying, bullshitting, clout chasing, trying to make people believe you really doing something when you're not. Imagine if they put your sorry ass on trial. You'd be just like Takashi Six Nine. <laughs> You'd be just like this motherfucker. Ah, I, I didn't do it. It was actually them because people are clout chasing. If you ever done something misleading to change the perception of someone's idea of you on social media, then you are basically Takashi 69 The only difference is you are not on trial for your behavior. That is the only difference. They're also not criminals. Yeah, they're also not criminals, but yeah. at the same time, you still full of shit. <laughs> Takashi was full of shit. He was clout chasing at the highest level, and he got caught up dealing with some real gangsters, and now he got locked up, and he telling. Yeah. But at the end of the day... I just don't think we know enough to be, uh, you know, oh, man, he should have not told this and that. I think, yeah, if you're a part of that life and you tell, that's bad, but it's so much more than that, you know? Yeah. I I'm, I think um, Takashi is um, an idiot, but I think that my only problem comes from the way that the media is covering the case. Right. Because there's a lot of... As much as we want to make fun of this situation, a lot of real gangsters um, are going to end up in prison because of, you know, because of this situation. Yeah. You know, and a lot of names are being brought up, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, people that have been associated with with the situation, the trippy red, supposedly nine tray bloods. Yeah. All the you know, all these bloods in New York and all kind of stuff. And it's uh it's it's just an unfortunate situation. But I just don't like the way that certain news outlets are covering the case. Yeah. Because um they just don't they don't really understand the street culture. Yeah. They're just reporting about it from a journalistic standpoint and yeah. they're also like making light of a situation. Like it's 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 cool to, you know, make fun if it's it's funny, you know, like we always say you can make fun of anything. Yeah. But some of these people people are just regular TMZ people that be sitting in the background making yeah. jokes and the hosts and the owners of the, the TMZ shows and it's just like these people should just be reporting reporting on what's happening. But what I'm seeing is a lot of jokes. 
Yeah. It's like, first of all, you're not a comedian. No, not like, at leave all. that to Chris Rocks, Dave Chappelle's, these guys. Right. Um, Andrew Schultz, these guys. And like, you know, just stay in your lane pretty much. Right. Because you're like I said before, you're reporting on real <clears throat> street culture. Like people will probably lose lose their lives over Oh yeah. Like families are getting threatened yep. and you know what I mean? It's all fun and games on the internet, but if you actually go to those neighborhoods, it's people really going through real stuff. Yeah. So that's uh that's my only uh takeaway from it. And I think like you mentioned from a journalistic standpoint, mm-hmm. a lot of them are reporting it with like a satirical undertone. Yeah. And it's like nobody you shouldn't be doing that. Like you, you need to just report the fucking news, man. Yeah. Like this is not a time and and, and the thing about it is because it's involving him. Mm-hmm. A dude with rainbow colored hair. Yeah. So I think when you look at him, you figure, oh, this guy's a circus clown. Let me see if I could throw a little jab in there. And people like the, these news outlets know exactly how they're, you know, how they're putting, they're wording it and how they're putting it out there. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's going to get to the point where they, they're going to be like, uh, Takashi was asked earlier, has he had sex in jail yet? Yeah, and it's going to be yeah. shit like that. And then it's going to be a rumor like, hey, they say Takashi having sex in there. Yeah. That's how dumb people are. Mm-hmm. They run with the first story they hear. They don't run with the ones that are factual. They run with the shit that is uh, that sounds the 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 most interesting, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not cool either. Yeah, I, I'm not really wrapped up in the Takashi shit. I was never a fan of his to begin with, and I thought he was a, just. I thought he was really awkward looking, but I, I'm not one to judge people off how they look. But it will seem very forced. Mm-hmm. You know, you, the, the teeth, the hair, telling everybody to suck your dick, you know, like yeah. suck my dick, dummy, dummy. And then you that's ended not up. A, that's a that's not a natural way of no. acting. No, it's not. So it's, it's a it's a uh, like a, a heightened version of yourself to to that, be famous or to try to, like you said, clout chase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. I, I, when I'm talking about people that are judging Takashi 69 or like him, I mean, people that would practically do anything for attention. There are people that will post a car that they don't own just to get likes. There are people that will, uh, you know, act like they're affiliated with somebody that they're not to get likes. There are people that will do and wear certain clothes to get attention. But Takashi is just like that, except he's on another level because he actually got fame from rap. Now he could really start to angle things to where he wants to be a gangster. Like he, People, some people really feel that being in a gang will make you look like, I don't know, cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Gang culture is not cool. It has never been cool. Mm-hmm. Like real street shit, you don't want to get involved with that. Like when I see like dudes like Chris Brown saying he a blood, I'm like, dude, stick to dancing. Okay? Yeah. This is not some shit you want to get involved with. Mm-hmm. I know real bloods and real crips. Okay, and they will tell you that that is not something you want to get involved with. Not if you ain't for really from the streets. Yeah. What what also happens is that those people that are actually from that life are essentially um, extorting the rappers. Right. They're just looking at them as a come up. Like, okay, you can yeah. say this, 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 and this on on the airwaves, but or you or you know you can use us as protection, or we can be in your videos or whatever, but. At the end of at the end of the day, you gotta you know you, you get gotta taxed. break bread. Yeah. So. Yep. Just like uh, a soldier boy, he said, "I'm in the hood, man. I'm good in the hood. Look at this, man. It's I'm from Bompton. I'm from yeah. Bompton. And then he hang. And then one of the dudes was pushed him, and he was like, "Hey, man, what's going on? 
Yeah. And it's like, bruh, like, I know he probably had to pay a lot of these guys off because he's not even from L.A. Yeah. Like, bombed him. When you say that, that means you are blood from the Los Angeles area. Yeah. You can't be in, like, somewhere in the South talking about, I'm from Bompton. Like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. You, you can't say you from you you are uh you from sixties if if you live in like Tennessee. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, they might have them out there. Nah, ain't no motherfucking. Who knows? Yeah, but you can't you can't be like neighborhood like neighborhood and you mm-hmm. <laughs> and you live in Florida. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's some in New York. I don't know. No, I'm talking about it's certain sets that you can't have everywhere. Is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is that they spreading across the country. So. Yeah. I don't know what gangs is where. No, I didn't even know that I got was you. it's Crips, Crips and Bloods in New York. They, they everywhere. It's Crips and Bloods everywhere. All I'm saying is it's certain sets, like certain streets, certain sets. Like it's certain, like there'll be like uh, 30th Street Crip, and them Crips only exist on 30th Street in Wisconsin, but they can't exist on the West Coast. That's what I'm saying. They can though. No, they can't. Yes, they can. It doesn't matter. Like it, the the street only matters in the original place. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. If you, but they can have Hoover's in like Bakersfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it's certain. It's certain. Basically, it's certain indications. Like you can't be like, yeah, I'm from here, but then you 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 might be a crip, but you're not from that particular area. Like it's certain. Like if you ain't from like Slauson Crenshaw District, and you claiming that, and you never lived there, and you live back east then you fucking up they have six that they have those in new york though is what what i'm trying to tell you i get what you're saying but slauson and crenshaw if you're not from that area you can't claim that area you could claim the crip set if they have rolling 60s in new york then what are they claiming they're claiming rolling 60s but they it's still different sets though within within the crip within the crip gang i don't know what you're saying but (laughs) <laughs> this thing, gangs is like national and they be moving. So I don't know. Yeah. They got Crips and Bloods everywhere. It's still, all of them ain't the same though is what I'm saying. But they have rolling 60s in New York. Of course they do. Of course they do. Which originated on 60th Street in LA. Yeah, but it's still, you, you still can't be repping that if you ain't from that specific area. You can't claim like, oh, Slauson, Slauson, so-and-so, Crip, blah, blah, blah. They and, don't say Slauson. So they say Rolling Sixty Crip. Yeah, but and it's if still you're in New York, and you say Rolling Sixty Crip, it's the same set. It's the same set, but still, like if you really, if you really repping a certain set, people still say that. I don't know. Like if somebody, people like I'm from the country. We have we have an idea what that means here, but somebody like I'm from the country somewhere else, you'd be like, okay, Alabama. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Just don't fuck with shit that you ain't from, is what yeah, I'm saying. That's true. Don't fuck with shit you are not from. I, I don't want to have too much uh, too much input on gang shit. I'm not from that. But I, what I do know is that when you're playing with gang members and you're a person that's making music, you fucking up. You should have stuck to the music, man. Like, even Charlemagne told this kid. He said, dude, stick to the music. All this extra shit going to get you in trouble. And the next Thursday, I think it was, he said he got locked up. Mm-hmm. So, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. that's That goes without saying. But, you know, good luck to that young man. And hopefully he learns from this situation. He ain't going to. He Look, it's too late. He learned too late. And I mean, th- he's going to get out next year. Huh? All this telling he doing, they're going to reduce the <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, you still can learn too late. 
you should have learned. It's better to learn from example than to learn from being the subject. And with him, he learned too late. And this can happen to any of us. It doesn't have to be gang shit. It could be something in life where you know you should have been doing this for the past five, six months. You never done it. Now, all of a sudden, you in fucking deep water. And now you getting you're suffering all the repercussions from you not doing what you're supposed to do. And in his case, he was hanging around all these different blood, these these sets, and he wasn't really about it. And he got locked up and ended up snitching. Yeah. And it sucks. I don't like saying the word snitch. I'm not from the streets. But if you're committing, supposedly committing these crimes and you're in cahoots with these gang members, when the police or whoever him you up, you ain't supposed to say shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know. But I don't think it's too late, though. I think if he gets out next year, it's like, you know. Man, he in protected custody. They will blow his fucking head off. Are you kidding? That's, <laughs> but he's still alive. I mean, until yeah. he dies, then it's, then it's too late. As long as you're alive, you can still learn from your mistakes. You can learn from your mistakes, but it's certain mistakes that you make that are irreversible. Period. You fuck over the mob, you'll be lit. You might live for 10 years, and all of a sudden, somebody will show up to your doorstep and blow your head off. It's happened. It's been recorded. Where people been living, they was in protective custody, everything was cool, and then twelve years later, somebody show up and shoot them in the head. It's certain people you don't fuck with, period. You do not fuck with like, because a lot of the shit that's in the prison bleeds into the streets. So the people you snitching on, they all got street connections still. All it takes is somebody to call the shot from inside, and they'll find your ass, and then you done, like you done. Mm-hmm. But there's some snitches that are still living though. Of course, of course, it's snitches that's still living, but it's a lot of them that ain't. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just have to see how it plays out. But. I don't really care. <laughs> I hope the best for him going forward because he's so young. That's the only reason why I feel tired, uh, not tired, feel kind of sorry for him. Mm-hmm. He's so young and over his head and over his head. You know that he thought this shit was cool, but by the time he's my age, he's gonna look back and be like, "What was I thinking?" You know, so hopefully from that standpoint, he can grow. But if he was like almost 30 years old or some shit, I'd be like, man, I don't care about this clown. Yeah. He's what is he, 22? I don't know how old he is. He's a really young guy, though. Ah, well, I'm switching gears. Um, public breastfeeding. yeah public breastfeeding man here's the thing um what women need to understand is this okay the the way a woman who has a child who is trying to breastfeed her child is only thinking about feeding her child she's not thinking about people looking at her titties she's not thinking about you know the shock value behind seeing titties in public she's not worried about that And at the same time, any person who is somewhat mature that sees a woman breastfeeding will understand that that's the purpose of her having her breast out. Right. Um, But at the same time, two things could be true. And in my opinion, you cannot expect everyone to be on board with that. Like you, you, you can't expect everybody to just see the titty out and the baby sucking on the titty at Target in line at a checkout line. (laughs) It's just like everyone's not supposed to say something like we sexualize breasts on a regular though. And I think that when boobs are all out in a commercial, everybody's cool with it. When, when breasts are all out um, 
in fucking on rap videos and shit, nobody's saying nothing. But when a woman actually wants to feed her child and they get backlash for it, and it's there's so many it's such a um it's such a deep topic. There's a lot to say about it. Uh but let's see what Keith thinks about this. Yeah. I wish that was like a woman that was uh I don't know what you call it, like pro breastfeeding or something. Uh-huh. That we could kind of chime in on the topic. Sorry. But from my perspective, it's just um you could breastfeed your child wherever you want to and right. in public or whatever. I just um think that that should be there should be like some sort of like privacy involved in that. Right. Like I don't think you should just be having a titty hanging out on a park bench or something like that. Right. I feel you. It's it's just it's a little bit much for, you know, just the the average person. And you know, there's these this whole idea that you know, where women are feminist are trying to desexualize the boobs or something like that and I guess that's fine, but we're conditioned for hundreds and hundreds of years to to believe that like breasts are like a sexual thing. You know right. what I mean? Like right. they get blurred out in movies and, right. and stuff like that. Like that's just the way that the world works. I don't know if um, a bunch of feminists can change that in a matter of a year or two. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work. Yeah. But my only thing is like, yeah, you could breastfeed. Um, just have some sort of like privacy to it, like put a cover over, or just ha- have your have a way to hide your actual boot titty hanging out. You yeah, know I mean? it just for most people it gets really awkward. Yeah, and it's just an uncomfortable situation that I just don't really care to be in. Yeah, and and I think it'll be kind of hard de- to desexualize breasts. I think I think that there I have a you know you have to have an off and on switch like as a man or just as a person. To where, let's say, for example, you're me, you're a guy, you know, you see a titty get pulled out. Like, let's say there's not a baby in sight and then the titty gets pulled out before you see the baby. And you're like, oh, my gosh, you got some nice titties. And then you see the baby sucking on the titty. You're like, oh, whoa, she's feeding her child. Okay. Yeah. So it's that switch. Mm-hmm. It went from like, dang, she got some nice titties to like, oh, it's a baby getting fed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you, to me, I really don't think you could desexualize titties because- I be sucking on them. So I can't just say like, oh, no, those are just breasts. Those are just like anybody, anything else. Those that's are just great not, New York boobs. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's just not how the world works. You can't expect everybody to to think that way. Yeah. I understand that you like the woman's right to, to feed her child. It's blah, 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 blah. You're right. I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. But I also understand that in reality, if you're at the post office and you're waiting in line and you put your titty out and your titty's all the way out and then the baby's sucking on your nipple, um, there might be kids there. There might be, you know, there might be people there with their wives and their spouses. Because here's the thing. Imagine if, uh, you know, a woman's wanting to feed her baby and there is a married couple right there. And you pull your big old breast out because it's got a lot of milk in it. So them things be pumped up. <laughs> right? So you pull them big old swole. Because we getting C cups. Get man, it'd be a big old pumped up titties, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you pull that motherfucker out and it's a husband right there with his wife. And he turns around. He sees the big titty and he's just like trying to turn away like he doesn't know what's going on. 
And then his wife is right there and his wife might feel a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then the argument is like, well, they need to be mature. They need to grow up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can't live in only your world. Yeah. You have to be able to see this shit from all angles. And with all angles, I think the best, I guess, respectful way would be just to cover your your breath. If you're feeding your child and you got a blanket over them, I have nothing that I should be saying. Mm-hmm. There should be nothing anyone else should say. Like, you should do that at home. Mm-hmm. Like, look, man, if there's privacy, I don't see the big deal, personally. Yeah. And why do you want your titties out anyways? Right. Like, why do you want the world seeing your titties? Right. That should be like a private thing for you and your significant other. True. Yeah. Sometimes it, but I, I mean, those, those, the, I don't know. I don't know, man. What if, it, what if it's a little bit of cockiness to it? Like they know they got a big old nice titty because it's got a bunch of milk in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I, I, I feel like that it's, it's a little bit of rebellious in it. Yeah. It's not, I don't think it's rooted from this, real uh equality movement i think it's uh i think it's a a rebel thing like uh you know so we're we're trying to change male man to male person now Mm. we're doing you know all these things to create equality and also like abortion and then also i feel like you know society is making me hide my breastfeeding but it's like just do it out of my sight i yeah just, i just yeah don't you don't really care i think see. that you're, you're trying to force if you're trying to force anything on anyone i think that that's where in my opinion that's where your cause goes down the fucking toilet mm-hmm. that's my opinion i think you have the right to do whatever you want but you do not have the right to force that idea on people yeah um there was a picture i seen this was a false equivalency it showed a dude with his shirt off it, well, actually, we'll talk more about this one going forward. But it was yeah. it was like two points because we're going to make a point about uh, the fucking. Uh, uh, you want to run these in together? Or you want to just about do it, man. OK, um, running together. There's basically it's legal in Utah for women to go topless now. Right. Mm-hmm. It's legal. So they could literally walk around with their tits out. Mm-hmm. I don't know why women fought for this. But hey. If you want to have your tits out, I like you, titties. You know, so. the crazy part is mm-hmm. women don't even like people looking at their boobs. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Right. Don't. I heard so, so many girls with big titties. They always be like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's OK to look, but just don't stare. It's like, you know how much attention you got. I seen yeah. a girl in New York. I mean, not in New York, but in L.A. She yeah. was just riding one of them little bird scooters. Yeah. 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 She had the most beautiful breasts <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And she had a shirt on too, but she didn't have no no bra. And I was oh just my like, God, God. Man, that's a great set of LA boobs. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You got some freaking fucking movie fucking <laughs> Steven Spielberg titties. Sports man. Illustrated titties. You got some fucking CGI titties, man. <laughs> you got some special effects, Hollywood fucking Hollywood Boulevard, Santa Monica Boulevard titties, man. You got some Santa Monica Boulevard titties. <laughs> you only see titties like that in Santa Monica. No, but look, man, here's you the got thing. some Rodeo Drive titties. <laughs> oh, man. Here's the thing, man. Uh, it, there was a picture of a guy and a woman next to him, and the picture said man with shirt off, woman with shirt off. Same thing, right? And I'm like, that's a terrible argument. That's yeah. a false. That's just a false equivalency. Yeah. Let me explain why. One a woman's breast tend to grow in such a different way than a man being shirtless. And it just, it's just a really bad, like I don't get, I don't really, 
there has to be a rebel um like you said there has to be a rebel uh uh element Mm -hmm. to having your breast out because here's the thing don't be mad at me as a man when even if i'm not trying to tell you anything if i see you with your top off and i'm looking at your titties and you like don't just stare at me like a creep i'm gonna be like uh uh hold on a minute let's be very fucking clear was I looking at your titties? You goddamn right I'm looking at your titties because your fucking shirt's off. That's yeah. why I'm looking. Yeah. That's why I'm looking. I will be 100% transparent. Yes, you have nice breasts, and I'm looking at your titties, I'm, and I'm not sorry about it. Mm-hmm. Your shirt's off. Can you imagine if I'm walking down the street with my cock out, and some girl's like, oh, my God, what's going on? No, 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 no. Here it is. I'm walking down the street, my cock's out. Some girls looking. I'm like, why are you looking at my penis? Why are you looking at what's wrong with you know? Yeah. You it's just it's just asinine. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying that there you need to live in reality first before you just say I want to walk with my boobs out. Right. And I don't think a man should be trying to touch you regardless of your top being off. So let's not don't. Sometimes when when you have an opinion, people try to like throw elements at you that you didn't say. I'm not saying a man should grope a woman. I'm not saying a man should touch a woman in any way. I'm not even saying that he should um, make any type of comment on how nice or bad her breasts look. Don't say anything. But if you accuse me of looking at your titties, I'm going to be honest and say, yes, I'm looking at them. They're nice. Have a nice day. Goodbye. You know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's it's a lot, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a couple points. One is that when, when, um, oh, first is that men don't normally walk around with their shirts off. Right. First of all, most men are uncomfortable having their shirts off. Mm -hmm. It's fat niggas that be swimming with their shirts on. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) That's just how uncomfortable men are taking their shirts off. Right. Uh, so that's one thing. And then secondly, um, we've just, been conditioned as a society and i just don't understand the change of it like it's okay for male and female babies to walk around with their shirts off right because they don't have boobs you know what i mean right. so it's like one of those things where like i feel like if if that was a case like um you know if you're if you don't have boobs and you know you're an infant or a toddler or something like that 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 that's okay because you don't have like you haven't actually grown boobs yet right um but other than that, I just, I just, I, I think these, it, I, it just all boils down to this rebelliousness. And yeah, uh, until you know some uh, person that uh, I don't know what what you what you would call it, what the what the cult is that are trying to get um, breastfeeding and boobs uh, freed in right. society. I don't know what the what they're called uh, outside of feminists, but. Um. Yeah, I I just don't really see, I don't really see the 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 real the real fight here. Yeah, it's not. Of, it's not a real fight. Yeah, it's not a real fight, man. I, look, in regards to the breastfeeding thing, um, like we mentioned, me and Keith are mature enough. We actually had a situation. I'm not gonna really go into detail where yeah. we were, we were near a young lady who started breastfeeding, like out of left field. Like we're all having a conversation. And she starts breastfeeding and me and Keith turn away and like we're talking. And I and I literally did not even make eye contact. My head was turned the other way. All of that. She was just talking like everything was normal. But I knew that I'm not going to try to 
even look that way because I felt wrong doing that. You know what I mean? I felt wrong trying to like continue to have a conversation while that was going on. Yeah. And it was basically kind of done out in the open, but I didn't want to make it awkward. So I just turned the other way. It be those situations be more awkward when the kid is old. <laughs> the nigga got a mustache. He's still resting. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, uh, if your kid looks like they play in the NBA, stop breast, <laughs> stop fucking breastfeeding them, man. They don't need Diddy milk no more. They need fucking almond milk now. God damn! Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen the breastfeeding a few times, and I just turned my head and was respectful. Yeah. But here's the thing. Even the fact that I turned my head and walked away is enough to to really make you understand how breastfeeding is seen in society. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, it's not like as easy as people think to just pull the titty out and then yeah, and then every and then the titties out. This is a little bit of a false equivalency. Yeah. But there's been a lot of celebrities getting in trouble for jacking off in front of women. Yeah, that's weird. Like that 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 that's another level. That's, that's definitely a false equivalency. That's a whole sexual act. I, I, breastfeeding is not sexual at all. It's just the feeding of the baby. But in 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 one element that kind of it's not the same. Is like we've sexualized breasts. I think that's more of our fault than the mother that's feeding the child. That's on us. Mm-hmm. Um, but in regards to the women being topless, I can't help it. I love nice titties. Is and I'm not. And it's just it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but another element, another thing we talked about was keeping kids innocent. Mm-hmm. Like if if a child, like you don't know what a child's seeing at home. So if or not even not even seen at home. But if a kid's out in public and he sees a chick walking down the street with fucking triple F titties and they're huge fucking huge areolas and shit. Mm-hmm. And he's on the way to school and this lady is naked. How are you going to explain that to your kids? Yeah. I mean, we were freaking out when we seen like drawings of nude right. girls in our junior high. Right. Like sex education and stuff like that. Yeah. So that <clears throat> I don't know. Like. Just sexualizing kids too young. We 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 hear it all the time. Yeah. Uh, me and Eddie were we were talking about it earlier this week. We watched uh, Tiana Trump on Adam Twenty Two. Yeah, and, uh, she's a if people are for those of you that don't know, she's a porn star now, and she's you know one of the more popular ones. And you the all those girls have a story. Yeah, you know what I mean. As much as you want to be like, as much as these feminists want to be like, oh, you know. I forget what they call them, like uh, not not uh, sex workers. Yeah, right? they call them sex workers. Like it's perfectly fine to be a sex worker. It's her body, blah 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 blah. That's that's cool, and she does have that right. But we also have to realize that those people come from a place. Yeah, not yeah. Just most we talked of them. about we talked about strippers too a while back, and somebody yeah. was uh, they. They weren't mad at the conversation, but they was like, "Man, I wish I could have chimed in because I don't agree with, with you guys." Well, but in react, but because we were saying like, you know, um, we were kind of uh, piggybacking off of what Chris Rock said about, like, yeah, basically you failed as a parent if your daughter's a stripper. Yeah, and um, I say all that to say that you know, uh, Tiana Trump, Lisa, and all these girls come from a place where they had 
not something wrong with them as a child, but mm-hmm. they had their sexual experiences like skewed as a child. Yeah, very Tiana early. Tiana Trump talked about how her dad would be having extremely loud sex in the house, you know, not turning on no music, no nothing. You hear girls moaning and, you know, yeah. all kind of. They used to watch. They used to watch through a keyhole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The brothers was watching. Yeah, so all this is happening to a young girl. Yeah. And she goes on to lose her virginity, maybe. Excuse me. Maybe um, she lost a it year in junior, or so later. Junior high. Yeah, a year or so later after she's seeing all this. So that's why we should keep kids young because yeah, I don't think that no kid at 12 years old or 13 years old should be having sex. No. She you said she don't. had sex with 30 dudes by the time she got out of junior high. Yeah, that's 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 terrible. Yeah. Dude. I mean, oh my God. Do what you want to with your body, but I'm just saying. That's way too young to be having that much sexual experience. Yeah, definitely. And and it goes back to us thrusting children into adult themes and it's not cool. And the reason why I say that is like we um I was listening to the Brilliant Idiots just the other day, which is a really good podcast I listened to with uh, Charlemagne and Andrew Schultz. Mm-hmm. And it talked and uh Chris brought you up a pay for that ad. Uh, no, but I listen to it. <laughs> but like when I bring up when I bring up anybody, I like to always bring them up. Just so they know like yeah. listeners know where to go. Exactly, where they know where to go. Cause you know, I'm not I'm not a hater. Like Oh, I, you just did you just did MLA format inside of a podcast. What do you mean? Like you know how you used to write an essay in college or something mm-hmm. and you would have to put the quote. Yeah, so you avoid plagiarism. So, <laughs> 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 we got an MLA podcast. <laughs> Yeah, you just gotta you gotta give people their flowers, you know. Yeah, so check out Brilliant Idiots podcast. Great podcast, by the way. Yeah. Um, Chris, uh, I forgot uh, I forgot his last name, but Chris on there he mentioned uh, his child going to a school, and they were bringing up uh, like uh, they were talking about pronouns, like they could change their pronoun or whatever. And I'm thinking like this to me is too much mm-hmm. because a child, right? Mm-hmm. They, like the world that a child lives in is a lot different than an adult that's of 18 years or older yeah and their brain's still developing they're they're still believing in the tooth fairy and santa claus why the fuck would i want to tell them about pronouns or what do you identify as why would yeah. i ask a kid that's fucking six seven years old that that's wild. That's too much. That's too and if you listen, if you barely it, learning what a pronoun is, you barely know what a pronoun is. Now you attaching them to human beings. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> I'm a it, mom. <laughs> like, what is look, that, honey? You want to watch it? No, mom. I'm a it. <laughs> yeah. This is not cool for kids. I don't give a fuck what you believe in or whatever the case. I think that. As we all got older, we started to gravitate to things more as our brains developed. I was not being asked at the age of six if I identified as a boy or if I identified as a girl or if I identified as a it or they or or whatever. I was never asked that. Calling like a baby it yeah. um, was disrespectful. Right. Yeah. The, I've, you know, it's crazy. At the age of 34, I've lived long enough, even though I'm still young. I've lived long enough to see the world change three times. Mm-hmm. Like it's changed every decade. Mm-hmm. The, I grew up in a time where people drop f bombs, including myself, about not about the gay community, but it was still disrespectful, obviously. But I'm saying the f word, and then as of now, especially, I realize how inappropriate and how fucked up that is now. Mm-hmm. So I've lived lived long enough to see 
a lot of uh, things change in the world. I, the whole landscape of the world has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say this. There are certain things that I do still definitely agree with. One of them is keeping kids innocent. I'm not saying you should hide everything from kids, but you should only give them as much as they could digest. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be telling them, what do you feel like today? If some people, that, what's the what's the term? Is it non-binary? Is that what it is? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. I, I can't remember. Yeah, but or, but they're asking them, "How do you feel?" And it's like you're only confusing a child that's that young. Mm-hmm. Like I think as they get older, they're gonna come to this general idea, like, okay, okay, this is who I am. Yeah. Boom. Mm-hmm. You know, but hey, in I, regards to this is about the overall conversation and keeping kids innocent. Let's stop throwing children into adult themes. That is my only, that's my only argument. Yeah. I think also parents have to be mindful because, um, just the sexualizing your, your kids so young. Um, I think I've witnessed my parents having sex a handful of times. It's so annoying. Yeah. And you're just like, why, aren't you more cognizant of what you're doing? Right. Yeah. It's like, we're, we're poor. We all live in this one room or like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, I vividly remember some instances and it's just like, it's disgusting thinking back on it. (laughs) But it's like, Uh, yo, just be more mindful of like, even if your kid is asleep, like they just, they can wake up. Yeah. It's like, I ain't out for the count. Yeah. You know what? I, th- I think that, but here's another thing. I think that they probably grew up in a time, our parents grew up at a time where this is not something they even thought about. Yeah. And, you know, and they were, they, they grew up in a time where it wasn't thought about. So you have two generations of people that aren't considering the children. The children are just like, do as I say, do as I say, do as yeah. I say. Not they, even looking at them as human beings. Yeah, they're not really making, they're not worried about making reservations for, yeah, yeah, for a kid that they're paying for. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, shut the fuck up and stand over that yeah. corner. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, it sucks. I think that, uh, I think that me, if I were to have kids or whatnot, and, uh, you know, let's say, for example, I have a convenient time for when I drop the kids off and me and mom are home, then I'm going to fuck the shit out of my wife. <laughs> and then I'm going to go do whatever I got to do. Yeah. But, you know. Go it, record a podcast. Yeah. It, look, if if my kids are home and me and my wife want to do something, like, we could, like, hey, kids, you know, uh, here, turn this movie on downstairs. And then I'll go up there and fuck the shit out of my wife. <laughs> you know. But it would not be to it would not be not to, while we're all watching them. Yeah, movie. you wouldn't be hearing this the whole time. <laughs> you wouldn't hear four minutes of this, okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Oh man, that's one. You, uh... you, you know, be you know, be hilarious. What if they hear like they hear that noise, and then like, let's say they got a friend visiting or, or whatever, they'd be yeah. like. Hey, what's that noise? I'm like, oh, it'll be over in a minute. <laughs> the kids already know. <laughs> Dad is a two pump challenge. <laughs> you got a nerdy kid. Um, in T minus two thirty two minutes and thirty two seconds, he'll be finished. <laughs> <laughs> By the time I finish this ice cream, he'll be done. <laughs> oh man, mm, molecules. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, it'd be crazy. They'd be in there like, what's that noise? No, oh, that's just a molecule. <laughs> that's just deoxy rival nucleic acid. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's just dehydrated oil. Yeah. You're like, what? Uh, oh man, that's just hydrogen combustion. <laughs> Stay here to scream. Ah, oh, that's high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> oh, stomach hurt. Yeah, man. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got off on the wrong foot. But you look here. You you understand what we're trying to say. You know, let's keep let's try to keep kids innocent. You know, allow yes. them to learn. Please. Um, uh, Allow them to learn as they grow. I'm not yeah. saying hide things from kids. Kids are going to see a lot of shit. They're going to yeah. see a lot of adults doing stuff. And it's hard enough on parents where they got to explain every goddamn thing that's going on. But yeah. then there's going to be more follow-up questions. Like uh, they, when they see the titties out, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, Mom, why is her shirt off? And you'd be like, oh, because, yeah. you know, um, I guess, you know, she can do that. You know, they say it's okay to do that. Yeah. And then are you going to be mad at your kid when your kids show up with no shirt to school? Like you should just say, hey, well, uh, you could say adults. Some adults are taking their shirts off because um, they're allowed to do it. But kids can't do that. That all of this was ruined when Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit. Yeah. Should not eat that Popeye's chicken sandwich. (laughs) Forbidden chicken sandwich. (laughs) I'm a comedy. But yeah, I I don't know. I just don't know what the fight is for. I, I just genuinely don't. There's groups of people fighting for equality they're you know trying to end racism they're trying to you know they're trying to uh create uh, a playing field where everyone gets paid equally and then all of a sudden there's this group of women that are like hey i want my titties out yeah i just don't get it it. yeah it's not a real fight and i know there's going to be some you know this is the wrong podcast for you man if you're going to get offended by everything then don't listen to this shit. I'm realizing now that they they were already inching to this though. Yeah, there's women that are had a that have mostly small titty women that have stopped wearing bras. Right, but your titties is little, so you don't care. Yeah, <clears throat> if you really want to do something, you got to have like some some C's and not wear no bra. Oh, man, it's some girls that they ain't wearing bras now. They got them big ass nipple rings and they wear them tight shirts. Mm-hmm. And then what I try to do, and whether people believe it or not, it look like they titties is lifting dumbbells. Oh my god, dude! These women are out here with these huge nipple rings. And then let's say I'm having a conversation. I try my hardest to look them in the face, yeah, and not look at their breasts. But I had a conversation before, and I felt like such a piece of shit. I'm talking to this girl. She had a gray Coca Cola shirt on with these with no bra, and the shirt was real thin. Like it was, it was a really thin T-shirt. You can see her skin color. I can see her fucking soul through that shirt. Ah, <laughs> right. So <laughs> it was probably I'm looking black. at her. I'm dude. I'm looking at this chick's tits the whole fucking conversation. Yeah. And then by the time like, I stopped talking to her, I was like, "Hey, you have a nice day." She's like, "Oh, you too." And then I thought to myself, she knew I was looking at her titties, man, <laughs> and I just felt so bad. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a lot of women are used to it at this point. Yeah, you know, but it's look. I'm I'm not a I'm not a bad person, right? Yeah, I just love nice tits, man. Yeah, it's, and it's hard. What that what what's really going to happen is that there are going to be women walking around with no titty. Where where is this at again? In Utah, man. In Utah, oh Utah, dang! Ain't that the uh, Mormons? Mormons, yeah. Damn. 
Man, they getting they getting freaky. There'll be a lot of pale titties out there. <laughs> you ain't getting no sun. <laughs> so the titties gonna be looking like some lunch meat. Some... <laughs> Straight marshmallows. Yeah. But um what's gonna happen? This is I I'm calling it now. So mark this mark this. Um September twenty third. So there are gonna be a bunch of women that try to First of all, the women that are going to do this are going to be women with saggy titties that nobody want to see naked yeah. anyways. That's going to happen. But also, they're going to realize that they're getting too much attention. Guys are going to be staring at them way too much. Yeah. This is going to get really awkward. And I think most people, I don't know how to explain it, but basically, they're going to get so much attention, Um, you know, hooting, hollering, and, you know, it's just going to get really awkward. And then everyone's going to revert back to the old ways where they start wearing bras. Yeah, man, you just can't look. The world doesn't change at the snap of a finger. You're not Thanos. Okay. You can't fucking, you know, snap your fingers and now your tits are out and everybody's cool with it. With a guy like me and Keith, if we see the titties, we'll be like, Hey man, that girl's titties is out. Did you see that? All right, let's continue on with our day. But there's some dudes. There are a lot of dudes that will see the titties and be like, hey, let me follow her for a little bit, see what those titties really look like. Let me take a picture of those titties. Let me put those titties on Snapchat. Yes. They will be more inclined to disrespect you. I'm sure you've seen, you've been on Snapchat Mm -hmm. when Snapchat was a little bit more popular. Uh huh. And one of your friends seen a thick girl waiting in line or something. Yeah. And just sent a picture like, hey, bro, this girl. Yeah. And I look. that with titties all over the internet. Yeah. It ain't right. I, look, I don't think it's right to do any of that shit. To take pictures of the girls you don't know and follow yeah. them in the titties. That's not right. Yeah. But for Christ's sake, man, you, you gotta. And and I'm not trying to. Um, I'm not trying to uh, appropriate any any behavior from men towards women, even saying anything. But it's like it makes that argument more unrealistic. For a man to not say anything or anyone to not say anything when your tits are out. And historically, people that are naked, there is a reaction that comes from nudity. If you if you pulled your penis out and you were standing in Starbucks, they'd be like, hey, that guy's cock's out. Call the police. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're in the <laughs> Starbucks with your top off, then the, the manager's going to be like, hey, can you put a shirt on? There's kids here. You'd be like, well, it's my right to have this off. And you're forcing everyone to see the way the you're forcing everyone to see the world the way you do, yes. and that's just not how the world works. Yeah, unfortunately. All right, switching gears. Um, there was a Facebook post I seen. I'm not trying to throw no shade, but it kind of uh, created this uh, this topic. The Facebook post was about Antonio Brown, and let me give you a little backstory on him, really, really quick. Antonio Brown is a wide receiver in the NFL who formerly played with the Steelers. Um, he was let go from the Steelers and sent or traded, I believe, to the Raiders. Um, and he had $30 million guaranteed, but he blew it by not showing up to practice and causing hell on Twitter. They got rid of his fucking ass, sent him to the Patriots. Then when he went to the Patriots, then he had a sexual misconduct case that popped up. It might have been that same day. Yeah, yeah. So all this and shit. And this was old, an old case. Yes, an old case, yeah. So whoever was... The Raiders, I don't know if it was in, but somebody was plotting. Yeah, who knows? We don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. All I know is this guy has a paper trail of him being a complete dumbass, okay? Mm-hmm. So all these things took place. Whenever you do things um, 
and he was accused of jerking off on some woman without her knowledge. He was accused of I guess, supposedly forcing himself on someone. I, I don't know the full details. All I know is that there's multiple incidents and things he said on Twitter. He has very eccentric behavior. It's almost like these are like early, like early stages of CTE to me almost. This is this is an assumption, but I, I mean, I'm glad my football career ended way early because I know some guys I play ball with that act really weird now. Mm-hmm. I'm dead serious. There's a linebacker I play with. I won't say names, but he's got something wrong with him, man. Like, yeah. seriously. Yeah. Don't know if it's by him taking too many hits to his head or what happened, but it could be. This guy's really weird, and it's just fucked up. But anyways, there was a Facebook post I seen regarding Antonio Brown from someone I know on Facebook, and it said, Man, I hate to see a black man lose his job. And he's talking about Antonio Brown. And I just said, hey, um, let's not talk about him being black right now. Mm-hmm. He does not represent us. Like, And I think what happens with black people is this, is that we only represent like 13% of America. So um, the, the, the thing about it is, is I know that when I'm out in the world, I don't just represent Eddie McGee. I represent people who look like me because there's not a whole bunch of us, especially at a place like in California. So if I'm out in the world, I conduct myself based on how I was raised and also for people who look like me so they can get in the door. I don't I don't vouch for people like Antonio Brown that has this terrible behavior that doesn't know how to treat women that motherfucking blue that 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 talked his way out of a $30 million contract. Then he talked his way out of a $15 million contract. Then he's, he's posted. He could possibly be in trouble for jerking off on a chick without her fucking permission. I don't, I don't support that clown shit. I don't. And just because you're black, I don't feel bad for you because you lost your job. You lost it. You did that to yourself. That's self-induced fucking. That was a self-induced firing. You can't blame anyone but yourself. And I'm definitely not the one to support you. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. I don't think we should. Uh, we got to start putting people in categories. Right. Like Chris Rock said there's black people and there's niggas. Yeah. Antonio Brown been acting like a nigga for the past two years, two, three years. Yeah. Um, nigga trash. Put him in that one. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> he just um, you you. You want to give people the benefit of the doubt, right? Right. You, know, you see someone make a mistake once or twice, you'd be like, oh, "Okay, like you know, he's, he's he's he was young, he was immature." Right. But if you get into a situation where over the course of less than a month, yeah. you bounced around to a few different teams, you got videos coming out of you farting on on doctors while they're trying to proceed with professional yeah. matters you have these allegations come out the same day you get um released or traded or yeah. you know whatever and it's just at a certain point you got to believe what people are trying to tell you yeah and i feel like he's trying to tell us that he's just he's just immature he's trying and, to tell us he needs help sometimes it's a cry for help we yeah. don't realize it i think he's like I said, he has very eccentric behavior. It's it's it has to there has to be the catalyst has to be football. And also they tried and it was a helmet issue. They try to get him to change the helmet that he'd been playing with the last nine years or ten years or whatever, mm-hmm. and he didn't want to change it. He was fighting the NFL over a helmet. 
that might be the helmet that you got fucking CTE in, man. Mm-hmm. He took a really bad shot against um uh Burfit Bur Burkafit. I forgot his name. Uh, the dude from the Bengals. Mm-hmm. He fucking rocked. He rocked Antonio Brown. Knocked his ass out. Yeah. And you taking hits like that? Who knows? This is all per assumption, right? Mm-hmm. But the things he's doing out, outside off the field, farting on people and laughing, like this is weird shit. Yeah. They, they also uh, made these same comparisons with Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Saying that Aaron Hernandez used to always be doing very like homoerotic stuff. Like he would be in the in the in the locker room and showing his penis to people like, hey, hey, look at me, man. Hey, 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 bro, hey, bro, look at me. You didn't you did you hear about that? No. It was a Boston Globe did a podcast series I listened to. And it was his teammates. It mm-hmm. was Brandon Lloyd and uh Wells Walker, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how he was always doing shit like that. Mm-hmm. And he would just, he had off and on switches where he would be really mad and then he would calm down. Mm-hmm. And then this ended up it, there has to be a connection. You know? That's just my opinion. And it may not, it may be flawed. It could be he might just be a dick. But he is taking hits to the head also. Yeah. I don't know. But he's been uh a troubled youth for a while. And um, yeah, he's just I don't know. He definitely needs some sort of help. And hopefully he can get it. <clears throat> yeah um the problem too is is his talent took him his talent took him further than it was supposed to take him his talent took him far but who he is it should have never put him where he is i i think that a person like him should have should have probably been on a figured his life out before he started making a lot of money at wide receiver mm-hmm. because this shit man who said the Charlemagne said I think he said he said um, morals morals will take you where money won't Mm -hmm. which is a great point Mm -hmm. Um, and the dude got problems man he had problems before he was in the NFL and it never is all this trauma he dealt with Mm -hmm. Um, he ended up getting tossed out of his out of out of his home because he got into it with his stepmom Mm -hmm. let's talk about that but who really knows man it's still not a. It's still not an excuse to disrespect people like this. Yeah, I think overall we should, uh, as black men, we should um, root for the people that have our culture's best interest in mind. Right. It, the the thing that is crazy is that a lot of people are bashing Jay Z for whatever he was doing, his partnership with the NFL, and then you have somebody like this trying to support Antonio Brown. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I it, it, look, let let's here's the thing. Because he's black and I'm black, this is the reason why I took this angle on it. But regardless of who you are, if you're white, black, doesn't matter who you are. If you are behaving like a fool and you are destroying your own opportunities, I do not have empathy or sympathy for you. You could go fuck off. You know why? Because I know people and have known people who are trying to break into the NFL right now, who are doing all the right things to get in the NFL, who are working hard to get in the NFL, and they're not getting the shot. But this motherfucker could do all this shit and then get a shot with another team. Talent privilege. Yeah, talent privilege, just because this guy is proven. But at the end of the day, the NFL needs to understand you can't keep taking a risk on these players. 
Because if you keep taking a risk on these guys, they're making your brand look bad, but they're putting butts in the seat. So since they're putting butts in the seat, it's all about the bottom. It's all about the bottom line. Yeah. Your bottom line is the money. Mm-hmm. Antonio Browns have no business being on the field. Tyreek Hill has no fucking business being on the field. No business. Um, but I'm going to make a prediction on episode 78 right now. And that that is this, that Antonio Brown is out of the NFL indefinitely. He will never step on the field again. The only place that is dumb enough to give him an opportunity is the XFL. And I don't think that, well, I don't know if he would play there. But the XFL is a real thing, and it is coming back. Hmm. Um. And I will say he's out indefinitely, and I think Kaepernick is in. I think by week five or six, Colin Kaepernick will be back in the NFL. So postmark this, episode 78, I am making that prediction, <laughs> right? It may not be no more than a week or so. You hear about Colin Kaepernick getting a workout, and they're going to be like, hey, Eddie said, about, Eddie said this first. Yeah. I just kind of see where the, you know, I see where the wind is blowing. So mm-hmm. that's my opinion. Yeah. Hopefully, man. Been working out. Been working hard. Yeah. Staying out of trouble, unlike these other idiots. Yeah. And the crazy thing is people constantly are talking about Kaepernick, but think about it. What's the last time he addressed the media? Never. His last game? Yeah, he don't ever address the media. He never. What's what's happened over time, the bad thing about him not talking is it allowed everyone to create their own narrative. Mm -hmm. And they ran with it. Kaepernick told you what he was doing this shit for, but you created your own narrative. He's disrespecting the veterans. He's blah, blah, blah. And he said, I'm not disrespecting veterans. I actually got permission from a service member to do this this way because it's more respectful. But my my brother, Bill Burr, talked about that in his stand-up comedy special. Mm-hmm. So people... He, said, he, he told you exactly what he was doing it for and exactly who told him to do it, and then they just made up their own narrative. Yeah, they made up their own narrative. If you disagree, if you disagree with Colin Kaepernick's reason for doing it, then it's simply because, hey, look, you don't like black people. That's cool. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because it, it's supported. It's it's supported mm-hmm. by our, his amendment rights. Supported that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and it's cool. You know, I, I don't. And I'm not the type of person to be like everyone should support Colin Kaepernick because no, you could. You don't have to support him. But you need to respect what he did. He did it the most respectful way he could, period. And if you don't feel that way, that's fine. I do hope he gets a job, and I do hope um, that he gets a fair shot. Mm -hmm. I just wish um, this played out. I wish we had an alternate um, storyline to Uh compare this to. Right. I wish there was some white man that was uh, fighting for some cause. Yeah. This, and uh, look, he was protesting during whatever stint in the NFL, like wearing some sort of article on his arm or uh, I don't know, just doing anything to bring awareness to a certain thing. Um, trying to find a parallel. Yeah. I just want to see how it would have played out. Yeah, we don't have in the media. Yeah, unfortunately, we don't have that. But he, white people he, don't protest for nothing. Nah, not really. <laughs> you guys get it. You get it your own way, man. Yeah. It's like going into a restaurant and be like, white yeah. people protest at for like straight pride parades and whatnot. I love my wife. <laughs> she has playing. nice tits. 
<laughs> I love my wife's tits. I love my wife's tits. Hey, why are you sucking my wife's breast, man? Stop it. <laughs> tits over cocks. <laughs> nah. Yeah, man. Uh, but no, that, that's kind of a good point. I never, I, I've thought about it, but I didn't. Like, you can imagine you change the whole situation. You Instead of, like, Colin Kaepernick, you take, uh, I don't know, you take, like, a, you take a quarterback, like a, a diff, mm-hmm. uh, like a white quarterback that's protesting for, uh, uh, I don't know, for, he's until things get better for people who served in the military, then I'm going to take this knee. Yeah. You know, until we get more awareness on suicides in the military and how we can fix that, then I'm taking a knee. Like, would that I cause be supported? Man. Huh? He'd be an American hero. He'd be an American hero. Yeah. But based on the fact that I think that the hidden narrative that, that like people don't talk about is the fact that um, they just don't care about black people. They think black people are a waste of time. People yeah. have, the, you know, in a lot of interactions people have with black people on the news or whatever, it's like, Oh, they're shooting themselves in Chicago, or oh, there's single parent households. It's like you, black people are not statistics; they're humans. And I think that when you look at any any racial background or whoever, and you start to look at them as a statistic or just a talking point, then you lose empathy for those type of people. Yeah. So with me, I care about white people. I care about black people. I care about people in Yemen. I care about. Middle Eastern people, Mexican people, I care about them as human beings. But when you can dehumanize or like really not care that much, then you it's easy for you to change the narrative because you want to make an excuse to not see what it's really about. Mm-hmm. And it's like this motherfucker told you two different times of why he was doing this. Yeah. And you keep making it about the service members when a service member is the one who stood next to him and told him to kneel. Yeah. Look, man, even if even after me saying all that, you do not have to support Colin Kaepernick. This is a free country. And yeah. just like he had the same right to kneel, you got the same right to not give a fuck. Yeah, I was telling Eddie <laughs> off air, too, is that there's a lot of owners and football teams that are probably afraid. Uh, or this is like the sentiments that people have been um, rumored to have said right. is that they're they they they're more worried about their bottom line. They don't want all the backlash. They don't want yeah. all the they, they don't want um you know fans protesting their games and whatnot. What I know about sports and about American sports is that football has been around for a long time. I don't know the yeah. exact date, but it's been around for a very very long time. Um, I think football was created before even some states were created so it's been around for a while and in that time period we've gone through a lot of different stints of racism whether it was like jim crow whether it was uh you know it wasn't slavery football wasn't i don't think football was invented no (laughs) run that ball boy (laughs) come on toby (laughs) you better get your ass out there (laughs) but i just got through picking cotton so you better run this goddamn football (laughs) kenta you cutting too hard son Get off the field. <laughs> Can you imagine you run the wrong play as a slave? Get off the field. Get in those fields. <laughs> like, oh, man. I'm One sorry. more drop pass, you're back to picking cotton, son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, so, um, but basically, football has been around for so long, 
And we've been through so many different eras uh, up until now, right? Right, yeah. And one thing that I do know is that football has only gotten popular through all of this. Yeah. Even when the first, you know, the first few black athletes started playing football. Mm. I don't know what the what the the media was saying. Some black people were black people were definitely happy. White people were calling those athletes niggers and throwing freaking bananas at them and all kind of stuff. Yeah. But you know what happened? They still showed up to the games. Yeah. So for people point. to believe that there's Actual football fans that won't show up to the games because Colin Kaepernick is playing is blasphemy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the game is bigger than a lot of shit. Yeah. The game is bigger. I guarantee you right now, you could just get some random person, right? You could just get some random black guy and it'd be like a white supremacist, right? Mm-hmm. And before you, before that white supremacist dude looks at him as a black guy and before that black guy looks at that, as that, that guy as a white supremacist and they both were in a shirt that says... Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs on it. They be like, "You like the Chiefs? Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, that, I love the Chiefs, but I hate niggers." That Patrick, no, that, <laughs> <laughs> that nigger Patrick Mahomes been slanging that ball around this week, huh? <laughs> that half nigger Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! <laughs> oh. I hate blacks, but I love the 49ers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just think that football is like a safe haven for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think if if you went based off that alone, you're still going to put butts in the seat. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, I wish him luck with that, man. Mm-hmm. He's better than a lot of these backups that are terrible, been terrible for two years. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. All right, switching gears. Shirtless male baristas in Seattle. Mm-hmm. There is an espresso shop called Dream Boys Espresso. Dream Boys Espresso, and the tagline there is "Hot guys serving hot coffee." Yeah, right. The reason why this this um this brought well, well I was kind of interested in the topic was based on the fact that you, you like know, men's with the shirt off. Uh, let me finish, Keith. Um, <laughs> This is past due, man. We've been looking at women's asses and tits forever, right? And women don't really have a place they could go get coffee and look at guys like the way we look at women. I could literally go to Hooters to watch a football game, and I'm looking at big titties and asses, and the whole time I'm watching the game, and it to me, it's weird to me. It just feels weird because I don't want to sexualize women at a place where I'm trying to watch a football game you know, with, with the homies or something. Yeah. Like if I'm sexualizing a woman, we're actually having sex. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but we've had the, uh, the privilege, I guess you could say, or the leisure of, you know, a girl comes up, uh, what would you like, sir? And she's got these freaking double D's with, with about 65% of her titties out. And we like, yeah, I like some, uh, bu- uh Buffalo wild wings or, or some, <laughs> some you know chili cheese fries and then you know she leans over just enough so you can see more titties and you give her a tip (laughs) right and that's the privilege we have as men i have no problem with women getting this fucking place Mm -hmm. in fact they should hire every nationality so women get to see every tone that they want but if i had a wife i'd be like hey man don't ever don't ever go to that fucking place to get some coffee okay (laughs) i think um, 
I guess their intention is to create a space for women to have like an equivalent of a Hooters or right. um What's in? Uh, I think it's. Uh, There's too many places where women with the tits out, man. It's I another place where they have like kilts on, some like twisted kilt or tilted, tilted kilt. Tilted, yeah, tilted kilt. Places like that. I guess this is like the idea is to have a uh, you know female equivalent to that. But in reality, it's probably just going to be a whole bunch of gay dudes in there. I don't know about that because I just don't. I women don't treat this those spaces the same way as men do. You're right, though. Yeah, you are right. Like women go to strip clubs with predominantly women, women. right? So yeah, I don't know. No, no, no. You're a hundred percent right with that. Mm-hmm. I think it, I'm looking at it from like you know the equivalent of this, but women almost like to see women more than they like to see men. Yeah. Because I like women like to see a girl with a big booty. Like, oh my god, you see her ass? Oh my god. I think, yeah, I think um, women are born. 15% gay. Yeah, there's a little bit of lesbian in there. <laughs> just a little bit. Because <laughs> just the way that women, like even before, um, I wouldn't call it like, even before it was popular to come out. Yeah, yeah. I always was like, women have a weird relationship with other women. Yeah, like, they do. I want, That's not weird. I want, That's not the word for it. No, but they like just they the s- way that they, they were interacting always felt a little bit lesbian to me. Yeah, but that's how they like they slap each other's yeah, asses. Yeah, like oh my gosh, your boobs are so perky. They grab each other's tits. Yeah, and, you know when they, I do they, it, it's a big uproar. And they're they're butt naked around each other. Like yeah. they just take all their fucking clothes off. Yeah. And I was just like, there was one time I went to like I went to a party, and I was sitting there talking <laughs> to my homie. We were standing near a room, and there was these girls talking or whatever, and we had to go back there because we couldn't hear inside the party party was too loud this was like towards the back side of the house and we were just having a comment like hey we need to go over there to this other party i heard about this girl walks in and just takes all her fucking clothes off and there's a bunch of girls when they just she just gets naked takes all her shit off panties everything what? and then i'm looking at my homie and i'm like what the f- what mm-hmm. and then like we walk away like we walk i was like hey we gotta get out of here man because yeah. they're gonna think we over here trying to creep on them or something yeah so we left but i was like yo like women are really comfortable around each other doing shit like that yeah um but yeah i think a guy with his shirt off that might rub some women the wrong way i think this will be more of a place for older women like women that are like 40 42 or mm-hmm. mid 40s like you know even cougars like they'll they'll yeah. probably be they'll probably be trying to you know pay these guys to fuck man you never know, man. You might go up in there and get some cock, some cock and coffee. <laughs> cock and coffee. Yeah, that, <laughs> that'd be the name of the place. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, cock- they should. What they should do is have a like all body sizes because it do be some some women that like like heavier set dudes. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. Yeah, trying to get the uh, trying to get that equality going for yeah. met, for males. Get the dad bods. Uh-huh. Get the ripped dudes. Get the skinny dudes. Get every get every type of dude. Get the computer nerd in that motherfucker too. Yeah. Like, would you like our molecular coffee? <laughs> <laughs> molecular coffee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to talk to that nerd back there. <laughs> That's comedy. Oh, I'm I'm hearing that you also have a, a appetite for anime. <laughs> <laughs> she sneezed. Um, <laughs> Gazuntite. <laughs> the nerdiest motherfucker. 
That's comedy. Yeah. We'll see how the, when is it supposed to be opening? I'm not sure, man. Right. I, I just seen that, you know, it was opening up. Yeah. I thought it was interesting just based on the fact that we've pretty much uh, objectified, looked at titties all the time, and even said stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I mentioned this on an old podcast. I was at Hooters. This is probably over a year ago. And um, some girl walked by, and she had a really nice body. And she walks off, and then some dude leans in that I was up there with. He was like, bro, I will fuck the shit out of her, dog. <laughs> and I was just like, we shouldn't be here. You know? <laughs> we shouldn't be here, man. That's rapey vibes. That's rapey vibes. First of all, you wouldn't fuck the shit out of nobody, probably. Yeah. yeah. Niggas that say that do not be putting in work. They ain't putting in no work on that, man. Mm-hmm. That's that's like, I don't know. That was weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the chick was really, she's very sexy, but she was very nice. Yeah. She was very professional. She took my order the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was respectful, but she had some nice titties, man. Her body was banging, but she couldn't. But I don't I don't project that. Like the way I feel inside and the way I treat women are two different things. Yeah. I don't be like, woo, yeah, girl, damn, whoa, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't do that, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> All right, switching some gears. Be making it obvious, huh? Yeah. Like, dang, I didn't know you worked here. Like uh, They were like, damn, girl, damn. <laughs> women are tired of that. Yeah. They're tired of that. Because at the end of the day, this is what women are thinking, right? Women are in there. They'll be like, in, in their subconscious, they're like, yeah, I know I got nice titties. I know I got a nice ass. I'm just using yeah. it. To, I'm just using it to make some extra money off your thirsty ass. Yeah. Like, everyone tells me the same yeah. thing. Everyone tells me how she beautiful. She wake up yesterday. Yeah. Every, everyone tells me on a daily basis how beautiful I am yeah. and how they want to take me out. And how they want to buy me Chanel they, bags. They want to buy me these bags yeah. and about, you know, how, you know, all this shit. Women hear it all day. That's why I don't even compliment a lot of women. I don't compliment women until... They understand, like, until we have a mutual liking. Yeah. Like, the first thing you should do, some people say, uh, they did some survey. What is the first thing a man should do when he meets you? I mean, I like compliments. Fuck no. You do not compliment women you just meet. Because you sound like the last eight million motherfuckers that told her she was beautiful after knowing her for two minutes. Mm -hmm. She hears it every day. Yeah. How about have a conversation? Talk about. Talk about something else. Yeah, astronomy or something. Yeah, whatever she wants. Hey, that was a, I used to use that as a pickup line in college. I would see a girl walking with a certain book, like uh, in the library over at uh, Bakersfield College, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, "Oh, you took uh, physical science, or you took this or that from this teacher?" She's like, "Oh yeah, I had him." I'm like, "Yeah." Then you got some little and, and then uh, little things like, oh, he used to make me laugh when he said this or did yeah, that. You got a built in joke ready for Yeah, every I got the got the built in joke. Like, yeah, he was kind of creepy or he was kind of weird or blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then I introduced myself. Yeah. We have a conversation. I make her laugh. You know, a week or two goes by, and then I fuck her. All right. But uh <laughs> you <know> the- <laughs> Then you get some real physical education there. Yep. You're like in out, in out. <laughs> All right, switching gears. Uh, for all those who know who he is, LeVar Ball, who was the father of Lonzo Ball, who was uh, formerly a Laker. Um, now he's with the New Orleans Pelicans. But they had a brand called Big Baller Brand. And uh, the brand went under. And there was a lot of uh, scandal around the brand. Uh, yeah. a, f- a friend of the family ripped them off or whatever. And Lonzo separated himself from the brand, but he had a he basically had an interview or he was on a podcast. I can't remember what it was, but Josh Hart's podcast. Yeah, Josh Hart's podcast. 
and he was talking about the big baller brand shoe and how it was flimsy and he had to have he had to have four pairs a game because they were breaking up. And LeVar stated that his son, his own son, has damaged goods. And that is so disrespectful. Yeah. You should never refer to your son, your blood, as that. Especially, Especially the, I mean, he's the reason why the name is anything. All right. He's the oldest, oldest, and he's the best basketball player at the moment. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So it didn't make any sense for him to say that. Mm-hmm. Um. And and I think that this is what happens when you live vicariously through your children's success. You need to realize that you had your time. Now it's your child's time. And the best thing for you to do is be inconspic- inconspicuous and stay the fuck out of the way. Mm-hmm. You should support your kid, but you should stand back as far as possible. And people don't need to hear your voice all the time. LeVar Ball, to me, sounded like he was trying to build his own name a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You know, he would be saying this. And then uh, what I didn't like, though, is a lot of a lot of black people, especially with that, be like, oh, you want to talk shit about LeVar, but he there for his kids. And would you want him to be the same example of, you know, not having a dad in the house or whatever? And it's like, no, not that's not true at all. The truth of the matter is this motherfucker's too involved, man. Yeah. He needs to sit down. Yeah, there's he a needs such to, thing as being a bad present dad. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever talked to someone and they were like, "I mean, my dad wasn't the best, but he was there." Yeah, I mean, that dude was a terrible father. Yeah, that- <laughs> you didn't never give him none of those number one dad cups or <laughs> number one dad t shirt. Oh, uh, like my dad was, you know, he wasn't a bad person, you know. He, <laughs> he was around, you know. He was behind on his child support, but like, you know, yeah, you know, they'll, they'll tell you some shit like, yeah, my dad gave my first blunt, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what uh, we did talk about um, about I think one of the topics we had a while back was about parent, like parenting your parents or something like that, or. I don't know if we actually officially talked about it, but I know we mentioned it before. Right. Almost about like standing up to your parents because sometimes they be talking nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's what started to happen um, in this situation. And I think that's what got LeVar Ball a little bit uh, in an uproar where where he, he probably never experienced Lonzo talking to him in that manner. Right. And Lonzo was extremely calm. Yeah. And what looked like, what it seemed like ha- started happening, it was, um, Lavar started to put up this uh, shield, or I don't yeah. know if you call it like a coping me- mechanism, or he just started being guarded. And instead of um, trying to defuse the situation, he started throwing bombs. It's just like, yeah. um, you know, when people start to argue. And they're like, you know, hey, you need to take out the trash. And you're like, okay, I'll take out the trash. But next time you need to do this. You're like, well, you leaving hair all over the toilet. Well, your dad is dead. And you'd be like, dang, like that argument escalated quickly. Right. So that's what happened in this situation with LeVar. Where LeVar was like, instead of saying, hey, son, like I messed up. He like kept making excuses. Yeah. And then also he's like, well, you damaged goods anyways. Are you are you serious? Like your son is in the NBA. He's a really good point guard. He's yeah. only what two years into his career. Like it's it doesn't make sense. Like I don't. It's not okay for any dad to ever be like say that no. sort of negativity to a son. No, I don't no. care if you. I don't care how you guys paint him in the media. Like some people say he's a good dad. Some people say he's a bad. 
that shouldn't you shouldn't really talk to anybody like that, let alone somebody right. you're related to. I think most parents do too much dictating and not enough listening. Um, and what they do is I, 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 I say this, this works. I say this, this works, but if it worked, then it would have worked in your own life. Why are you using me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what got, uh, what got LeVar in hot water. You got a brand that's big because of your son. You got, uh, on ESPN because of your son, Mm -hmm. you got all, do you think anyone would give a fuck about you if it wasn't for him? Period. He's the one that spearheaded this whole thing, believe it or not. Yeah. Is Lonzo. Mm-hmm. Lonzo was. LeVar was just had a big mouth. Yeah. You know, he said, I want all my boys to be on the Lakers. All my boys going to be on the Lakers. It's like, bro, you have, that's the most unrealistic concept I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. I could, I could give you credit for being positive or to, you know, speaking these things into the existence, but let's be, let's just shut the fuck up a little bit. Yeah. Cause it's, it's just too much. Yeah. Like me and Keith have, you know, an idea of where we want to be, but I'm not forcing it down people's throats. I'm not like, I'm going to do this. So you need to listen to this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, you sold some shoes for fucking $500 that weren't, that didn't cost $5 to make and they fell apart. Yeah. And you mad at your son said that and your son tattooed big baller brown on his arm and then covered it up. Yeah. That's embarrassing. When he covered that up, that's how you knew the brand was dead. Mm-hmm. That's how you knew it was dead. Yeah. He covered it up with some dice, and the dice looked fucked up. <laughs> you seen it? <laughs> no, nah, I haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, bro, the dice look like, they look lumpy. Yeah. I'm like, man. Nah, I think, uh, <laughs> like I said earlier, we have to start believing who people tell us they are. Right. You know, ever since LeVar, um, his kids were in, were in high school, he's been talking, and, you know, ever since... Lonzo got to UCLA. He was talking and talking and talking and talking. And there were people that were like, oh, he's just being a good dad. But, you know, then more and more stuff start coming out, you know. Yeah. Luke, I mean, disrespecting the Lakers head coach and um, saying he don't know how to coach his son and all these things starting to happen and yeah. you know, putting all this pressure onto your son and, and then putting your son into shoes that aren't even playable. Right. We talked about it off air where – Lonzo was changing the shoes every quarter because they they were just cheaply made and they they couldn't last and they were tearing apart. So he's changing the shoes out every quarter. And that comes from putting faith into your dad. And you, you, you would expect and you would hope that he have your best interest in mind. But in reality, he putting you in shoes that are not even fit for an NBA player. These are the best players in the world. They're moving at elite paces and they're trying to compete with companies that have put in hundreds of years of engineering in the shoes. You know what I mean? Or like maybe not hundreds of years, but you know, 10 decades of, of years in technology, engineering and science into these shoes to make them the most comfortable and uh, durable shoes on the court. And you just throwing together some shoes and telling your son to wear them like that. I don't work. And I think what the cool part about it is something that Skip Bayless mentioned on his uh, or Undisputed was he finally sees Lonzo Ball kind of coming into his own. Right. Where he's like, it was like official, like, I'm not wearing the shoes anymore. They're breaking apart. Um, you know, I'm not living under this anything you say goes or, 
you know, you speaking for me. Like I'm a grown man now and I can speak for myself. So, right. Yeah. This is the, this is also the power of podcasting. I think that when you're on a podcast, especially when you're having these conversations, you feel the need to be more transparent. I think it's, it's kind of hard. It's harder to withhold something on a platform that's meant to put it all out. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't get on the microphone and say some PC shit on a, on the podcast. So when, when he got on that podcast and he said that it was like, it came from a place that like, he's been wanting to say that. Yeah. And that, when he told us the story about the shoes, that was the first time anyone had ever told him that. Right. And him and the, 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 the actual co-host of the podcast, Josh Hart actually played on the same team. Yeah. And he didn't know that. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And it, and it came out and it came out because I think that it was just like, he just is like, fuck it. Mm -hmm. Who knows what the situation with his pops was? I think he was, he was just always, I think he just was fed up. Yeah. I think after a while you get tired of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, and also as you get older, you realize that your parents are human and they're, they fuck up. Yeah. He got some Joe Jackson vibes to him. Yeah. He just wants to be a dictator. Mm-hmm. You, wanna, you, can't di- you can't be a dictator with people who have been more successful than you. Yeah. So you need to just knock it off. Those situations are difficult because on one end, it could feel like maybe I wouldn't be here without my dad. And then on mm-hmm. the other end, it's like, yo, this nigga is tripping. Like, I'm tired of him like being on my case like this. Yeah, but I think I think the most logical way to look at it is that I probably wouldn't be here without my dad. And I love him and I appreciate him for pushing me. But now it's time for him to back the fuck off. Yeah. You know, let, it's basically you got me here. Now I have to. You got me here. You've helped me get here. Right. But yeah. now it's in order for me to stay here. That's my responsibility. Yeah. This is a true. level. This is a level that you know nothing about. Yeah. You don't know about the NBA level. This is a whole nother tier. I'm the one practicing. I'm the one signing these contracts. I'm the one wearing these fucked up shoes during the game. And it's not allowing me to play at my peak performance probably because I'm busting out of the goddamn shoe Mm -hmm. every fucking game. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even sell shoes because I got to wear four pair of fucking game. And I'm breaking more shoes than I'm selling. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it was a the thing that sucks for me is that I. I felt like that was a great thing for entrepreneurs and uh, up and coming athletes. Yeah. For a person to come in and have his own brand. I think that was dope for, you know, for our culture, for a black owned business from top to bottom right. to be out here, you know, competing with Nike and these other entities. Um, and then because of lack of preparation or whatever happened, it all fell apart, and he eventually had to start wearing Nike shoes and stuff. Yeah, he did. And it's something that I posted. I'm reading it. I've screenshotted it. It's from April 30th, 2017. Um, it says, let me read this verbatim. I posted this. I put it on Facebook two years ago. I don't care what anyone says. LeVar Ball is a horrible father. Now, of course, a father should be supportive of his children, but he shouldn't live vicariously through their success. This man is promoting himself when in actuality he should be on the sideline being inconspicuous. There have been tons of fathers with successful sons, but none of them ran their mouth like this idiot. I'm tired of seeing this guy. I posted this two years ago. Mm -hmm. And I only said that based off the fact that although he was there, it doesn't make you a great father just because you're there and you're promoting your kids. Everybody does that. 
But for Christ's sake, man, there have been more talented players. There have been players where their father meant everything to them, and their father just stayed the fuck out the way. Mm-hmm. This guy was just all, he's always in the way. I don't. Yeah. Sit down somewhere, dude. Yeah, it hasn't been too many fathers that I can think of that have been all in the news, um, all on social media, TMZ, right. traveling with the kids, all, all this stuff. He's just too present. Yeah. Yeah. And he's loud. See, the problem is, uh, uh, dude, just go sit down, man. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Uh, Mayor Kev- uh, Karen Go. Right. Hold on. No, gov- what, what is she? Mayor. Mayor, yeah. <laughs> mayor Karen Go. She said, handouts don't help. All right. And it says, we talked about Karen Go a little bit last time, but she was, th- this is about the homelessness problem yeah. and, and not giving, basically giving people loose change. Yeah. She said, handouts don't help. There is a crisis directly caused by a lack of affordable housing, she said. You can't solve homelessness without housing. So she's basically stating that's the issue. And if you want to donate, if you want to um, donate to the causes that help homelessness, do that. But you're not helping homeless people by giving them change. So this is what I took from it. Is there is there any validity to what she's saying? I believe so. But I also believe two things could be true. And I believe that you can also help people if it's on your heart. If you want to give someone change because they look like they can use a drink, uh, they can use not a drink of alcohol, but they use like a Gatorade or Mm -hmm. maybe they need some money to get on the bus. You don't know what they're doing. I think there's a preconceived idea that when you give homeless people change, they're just keeping it to buy drugs or they're keeping it to buy alcohol or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, don't go into that situation with this preconceived notion about homeless people. Or don't go into that situation generalizing homeless people. If you want to help them and it's on your heart, then do it. But I don't believe that Karen Go should go out of her way to say stop helping homeless people and allow these programs to help them. Because the programs ain't even good. And a lot of times that money that is donated touches so many hands that Lord knows where the fuck the money's going. So that's just my take on it. Yeah, I Sometimes when I look at Karen go, um, it just feels like she's overwhelmed by this job. Yeah. Like she, she, she's, I think she's a former, uh, businesswoman and she was extremely successful, um, in certain businesses and stuff like that. But, um, sometimes I feel like when she's talking, it's like, yo, I didn't know. I don't get like Trump vibes, but almost like Trump vibes where it's like, yo, I'm the president now. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know what I'm doing. Yeah, um, that's what it feels like. That statement is it's not well thought out. No, because oftentimes, you know, just giving spare change to a homeless person to get a get a chicken sound, get a chicken sound, (laughs) get, you know, kill the homeless, get, get a, you know, a hamburger or something from McDonald's isn't doing any harm no it's really not what the way she painted the way excuse me the way that statement was presented was like yo don't give homeless people any change because it's not going to do any good it's like well if whomever that's panhandling just needs enough to get a meal for the day yeah um and that's going to keep them alive then i don't see the problem in it yeah 
give if, she, if she would have presented it in a different manner where it's like, yo, let's use those that change. We can utilize that change that you're potentially giving to a homeless person in a in a different way where we can start to build affordable housing and stuff like that. That's right. a better presentation than, yeah, hey, yeah. don't give homeless people any money. Yeah. Because, you know, people got to eat. Yeah. So that's. That's my uh, that's my take on it. Yeah, that 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 uh, that con- well that statement she made feeds into the generalization of homeless people. Yeah, like um, basically, she also stated that giving people change encourages them to return to these same establishments mm-hmm. and keep asking for change and keep panhandling. Yeah. But I think that like that is also an assumption. It's true, but it's also an assumption that's not always correct. Yeah. And if you've been around homeless people or you you've seen uh people in your city that have been homeless, you know, like bro, I drive from work some not sometimes at like two in the morning, three in the morning, I'm coming home and I see homeless people sleeping at a bus stop. Mm-hmm. Right? I see homeless people sleeping under uh underpasses and things like that. I cannot relate to that. I've never done that. So what I'm not gonna do is 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 talk at a homeless person and tell them what their value is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say, oh, don't give them change. You're encouraging them to do this. We have programs that do that. Um, what's the last time you really looked into these programs and seen wh- where the money's going? And you said affordable housing is the issue. You know, um, the, the housing here is a lot more affordable than Los Angeles. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So uh, my cousin, a lot of places. Yeah, my cousin pays over three thousand dollars a month for an apartment in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's high. Yeah, it's definitely. I don't think. I mean, you need money to live in a house. You can't build a house if these homeless people definitely. I mean, there are some people that are homeless that have jobs, but the ones that we're talking about don't have jobs. They're not clocking in and out, um, or else they wouldn't be in that situation. Right. So for you to just build houses and then you know expect people that are asking for change to live in them i i just don't really yeah. see how that works out i need some change i'm trying to get a house man yeah yeah <laughs> it's just like I, like i i love what karen go is doing but like i said before she just seems to be like a deer in the headlights sometimes yeah i think karen go could be a new talking point for like homeless people Mm-hmm. They were like, hey, man, I'm trying to get a house. Karen Go trying to give me a house, man. <laughs> give me some change, man. Karen Go said I got to get a house, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah man. But, I mean, we do have a, a huge problem. Um, the The biggest problem with the homeless thing is more so the aesthetic of it. Right. You know, just a whole bunch of people sleeping on bus stops and standing in front of stores just looks bad. Um, but these are normal people like there was a lady i was taking a picture uh in downtown bakersfield just taking some pictures and practicing and stuff and um she just came up and talked to me she was a little bit off yeah um not often the fact that she was crazy off in the sense that she's one of those people that believe a lot of stuff she's like yeah we got gold in the city man there's a bunch of gold around there's even gold in the ground right now if you look in the ground right now there's gold it's like, yeah, the, these people know. And then she started bringing up the Illuminati and stuff. And I was just like, just nodding my head. And then she shook my hand at the end of it. I was like, oh, dang. I tried to fist bump her. And then she like extended her hand. <laughs> I don't want to be rude. So I was like, oh, dang. 
Damn, ain't nothing worse than a bum handshake. No, yeah. I'm playing. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. But and that then, was. I, but I say all that to say that these are normal people. Right. They just don't yeah. have a roof over their head. True. Um, and they're out here surviving. The guy. There was another guy that came up. He was a homeless guy, and he had a you know a Carl's Jr. Uh, meal that he had just bought, or maybe somebody bought for him, or whatever, whatever the case. But these are normal people. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. We shouldn't be treating them any different. Not at all. Yeah, definitely not at all. Um, uh, these are everyday people, um, but they're they're different in the sense that they all have a unique story. So I think unless you know their story, you cannot come with these these general ideas about each person. Mm-hmm. There are people that simply have given up on the stress that we endure on a daily basis. Like tomorrow, I have to go to work. You know, I have bills to pay. I have uh, uh, things to take care of. I have, you know, you know, uh, credit score that I've, you know, worked on getting my credit good and Mm -hmm. uh, all kinds of different things and different responsibilities that I worry about on a daily basis. Right. And I think that a lot of homeless people, they, they also escape from that world. They escape from that world of responsibility. They escape from that world of stress, all those things. So, Mm -hmm everyone's story is different. There's some people that have a drug addiction and they couldn't deal with the stresses of the world and the bills and stuff. So they just went to the streets. There's some people that have lost a loved one, you know, lost a loved one. And, and, and since they lost that person that cared about them, then now they're on their own and they're, they're mentally or they're mentally just, just damaged from that. Like there's yeah. so many different stories. You- there are some people that are homeless, right? But they've lost more than we've ever had. Yeah. Millionaires. Some people are in the streets. They used to own yachts. Yeah. It's crazy, man. You. We also realize that, I'm sure me and you recognize it mm-hmm. more so than a lot of other people. Right. That you're, you're always one family member yeah. being extremely generous um, from being homeless. Yeah. Because, you know, there's been instances where, you know... I'm sure you've lived with certain people. Oh, or, yeah. You know, you, we moved in with our grandmas or yeah. aunts or uncles or yes. wh- whomever. Um, but if those people weren't there or they weren't able to extend a hand, you would have to live on the streets. You're damn right. And you're 110% right. Yeah. There was a time where uh, I was going through some troubles in my personal life and I was living on my best friend of over 20 years, uh, Keith's older brother. I just had to live on his couch. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time where another time where something went on and I had to live at, uh, at Keith's house at one time with him and his mom and his family there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was a time where, uh, I tried to hit my aunt up cause something had happened and I didn't have nowhere to go and freaking, I had to stay in my car one night. So I've been homeless. I've slept in the back of my car before at one time. Yeah. So I understand what it means like to not have a place to go it is one of the most empty feelings ever yeah ever and i and and it's like i had so many different thoughts going through my mind while i was laying in the back of my car you know what i'm saying it's like you think about it i was i was asleep in the back of a 1988 chrysler baron you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) so and i was just like man like and I was really young still, but I was like, man, where's my life going? What am I going to do? Like, how am I going to get myself out of this? Yeah. You know, and things like that changed my perspective on homeless. Because 
if you're a high schooler or somebody never had responsibility, you see somebody homeless, you might just kids make fun of people like that. Mm-hmm. Like, look at him talking to himself. He's homeless. And I know, I know a lot of kids that did that. And those same kids that used to do that in high school, Doing they're that. homeless now. Yeah. They're walking the streets on drugs now, talking to themselves. Or their parents are those people. Or their parents are those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, I haven't, um, had any play, any instances where I didn't have anywhere to go. Right. But I have slept in my car a couple of times. Uh, once I was at a film festival in, in, uh, New Mexico and, um, I slept in my car once out there. I had a, I had a place to go. I forgot what happened exactly, but, um, however the situation played out, like I slept in my car and it was, like you said, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, a real eerie feeling like, and it was a, it was a, it was a case to where, um, even if I was more financially stable, I could have just got a hotel. Right. But it was just like, yo, like, you know, I'll sleep in my car for one night and then the next day I'll just, you know, go chill with one of my friends or go chill at uh, one of my friend's house or something like that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it's like, yo, like this, is this is rough. Yeah. And I'm in my car. Yeah. And it's cold. Yeah. And it's just like, and you always, you always have this feeling of like this anxiety of, is someone going to knock on my window or yeah. is the police going to tell me to move? Try to come in here and clap my cheeks. Yeah. Hey, somebody going to come in and write me. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's just a strange feeling. And then once I, um, I had got home from LAX and, uh, I was meeting one of my friends for breakfast the next morning. And, uh, I was like, well, I might as well just stay here. I'll sleep in a parking lot or, you know, park on the side of the street and just, you know, sleep in my car until the morning. And I just couldn't sleep. It's that same, like, this is not a bed. This is not a home. You're so accustomed to sleeping in a home to where, like, it just starts to feel weird. So, yeah, it was strange stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, you tend to uh, relate more to not say relate if you can't remotely relate to the homeless experience like remotely it's going to be harder for you to understand it and i think that's that's karen gold stand there i don't know what she's been through in her whole life but based on what she's saying i don't think she's had any real uh struggle like that yeah because it just it just doesn't seem that doesn't seem like that's something she's had and i'm not trying to shit on her at all Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't, I would love to have a conversation with her about it. Mm-hmm. Um, based on the fact that like, Hey, you know, you, you realize that th- these, these programs that you're saying that the homeless thrive off of, like how much do they actually thrive off of that? How much do they actually get? Yeah. And, and how much do you really know that by giving them change encourages them to, uh, you know, not, I mean, to return back to these places. Yeah, because it's a lot of business owners that complain about the homeless because the homeless run people off. Yeah, you know, but the homeless, you got to understand, they have nowhere to go. So during the day, these homeless centers, they basically tell the homeless people, "You got to go out. You can't come back here till the nighttime." That's how a lot of homeless cent- uh, shelters they'll work, um, mm-hmm. and because you can't hang out at homeless shelters all day, so these people go out and just hang out places. They got nowhere to go. You mm-hmm. see homeless people in certain areas hanging out in front of stores and, you know, standing in front of establishments all day because they got nowhere to go. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely Karen's 
tone sound is very insensitive at times. Like yeah. when we talked about the rebranding of Bakersfield. Yeah. Um, like her her response to spending two hundred thousand dollars on a rebrand and how there were some people that were, um, of course, me me and Eddie appreciated the rebrand. Yeah. But um, at the same time, you could say, well, like you know, two hundred thousand could have been used to help some of these people that are living on the street. Could have rebranded the homeless problem. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and then also like with this new thing where it's like don't give money to the homeless. Um, you know, make sure like give it to certain spaces that are trying to help build homes or you know, whatever wherever her plan is. Um it it's it just seems out of touch at times. And Bakersfield is a, a city with a lot of people that are really regular. Like we don't, we have, we have wealthy people here, of course, but there's a, the majority of people here in, in any space really um, are a bunch of people that are living in poverty. Definitely. So yeah, you, you definitely have to be mindful of who you're talking to. And um, like you said, I don't know what Karen's upbringing is, or, you know, I don't know if she's a Bakersfield native or what her deal is. I think she, I'm pretty sure she she might have went to BHS actually. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I know she went to. I think she went to CSUB because I was looking her up. But uh, I th- I'm pretty sure she is from Bakersfield. But um, but either way, like you know what I'm saying. Where you come from, or what you've been through, um, shapes how you view the world. Definitely. So, you know, some of the stuff she's saying definitely lets us know that she's probably not been through as much stuff as. Uh, yeah. The people she's talking about. Your point of view is coming from your reality. Yeah. Your reality is, you know, is basically what you grew up on, the people you were around. And if that's how you feel, then it's like, I can't make you feel bad for it. But I think there's more of a conversation to be had. You can't just say, oh, don't give them chains. Don't give them nothing. So if you don't give no homeless person nothing, right? Nothing. You don't give no homeless person. If everyone listen to Karen go. Then it's going to be homeless people passed out in the street, dehydrated, knocked out, dead. no food, dead. Why? And then, and then the question is going to be, why are there so many homeless people popping up dead? Well, maybe because they might rely on the public. Am I saying they're right for relying on the public? No, I'm not saying that they're right. All I'm saying is that everyone is not a hard worker. Everyone is not going to pull their weight. We know this. We have people in our own family that can't pull their own weight. Mm-hmm. Okay. These people exist. And I'm not saying that's every homeless person situation because there are also homeless people that jump in trash cans and get cans and make money by doing that. Mm-hmm. But everyone's story is not the same. I don't know how many times I could say that. Uh, but yeah, hopefully people will get it through their heads eventually. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, Keith, unless you got something else to talk about, I don't got a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's it for me. Yeah, what, what are we at, man? Uh, it's almost it's one fifty four. Shit, we've been talking a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just kind of want to bring some up again. Um, <clears throat> something I was thinking about. Uh, the topless thing. Mm-hmm. Ladies, if you want to practice this in Bakersfield, then I'm all for it. Okay, if you want to have your breast out, then go ahead because I've been curious about some of y'all. <laughs> that's it yeah 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 like i said i seen a girl she was driving a little scooter in la and i was just like man 
I would love to see her naked. Yeah, man. Some of you guys that pop up on the feed, I'll be thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want them little cleavage shots. Yeah. There's this girl, um, and she's on the, the company I work for. She's on their social media. Like, they just follow her. And she posted, like, I don't know who this girl is. She just be posting every day. She posts, like, makeup, to, not yeah. even tutorials, but she just posts herself doing makeup every single day. Yeah. And she also posts, like, a couple pictures with, like, short, like, low-cut dresses where yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she got a lot of cleavage showing. Right, right. And she posted a picture maybe yesterday and her cleavage was showing. Yeah. But she started like to blur out. Oh, I was, and she not even the areola or the nipple. Or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, it was just the cleavage. She like blurred out the cle- like yeah. she. They put like an emoji right there or something. Yeah, it's like you're just looking for attention. Like, what the like? Why would you do that? You're looking for attention. That's why you had that much of your titties out. You know yeah. exactly what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, you posted. You took the time to put on the dress, and then you also took the time to take the picture. Yeah, because what what you want some. So what it is is this. There, and I'm not saying every woman wants this but there's certain times women will do things indirectly for the attention that they want and then when a guy said something they're like don't look at me from my tits mm-hmm. like don't do that that's disrespectful but it's like hold on a minute like what are you wait what are you trying to do here yeah if uh, like this is not how life works man that yeah they be like confused sexual beings <laughs> like girls be wanting to be freaky be wanting to be sexual and then like at the same time, they don't want to be sexualized. Yeah, it is like, oh, my God. Yeah. I think it depends on the guy, too. Mm-hmm. I think that has some somewhat to do with it. Yeah. I think if it was a guy that a woman really liked and she had her breast out and then, and he was like, you have beautiful breasts, she'd be like, oh, my God, thank you so much. <laughs> but even outside of the compliment, just living, just them on social media. Yeah. It'll be like, uh, yo, women should be respected. And the next thing, they got their titties out and then. Like I need some dick, and then next thing they're at church. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that too. Yeah, you'll see a chick be like, "Women should be respected. These men are dogs." And the next one to be titties out, like you said, and mm. then the next one be like, "I need some dick in my life." And you'd be like, "What do you do? You want dick or respect?" You know, but look, to, to, they could get both. For me, some, they could get respect and get, dick. You can get some respectful dick. Yeah, because I'll give you some dick, and then I'll give you a cup of water (laughs) before I kick you out of my apartment. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, man, this 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 is episode seventy eight, man. If you made it to the end of the podcast, we thank you once again. You've been listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K. Things. We out of here. Peace.